This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, August 10th. Welcome back in, Corey. As we get ready for the morning sports desk today, there's a a lot going on in Twins territory, in Vikings country, whatever word you want to use as we welcome in Corey Tackman. Hey, Corey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, So the Vikings start today, and I think that's a good spot to start the morning sports desk. We got ourselves some preseason football tonight. I can't wait, man. It's it's exciting in a way where you look and you go, football is back, and you're so excited to see uh, the Vikings in full uniform again, and you get to see all your favorite players. And then five minutes into the game, you go, who the heck is this guy? Yep. Yeah, those are the exact reasons why I'm excited for it. I'm, I don't care about anything that happens on the field. I'm just excited to turn the TV on and see those purple helmets on my TV screen again, and then spend the entire game watching TikToks and YouTube channels. Every <laughs> once in a while, hearing Paul Allen's voice yell, like raise a little bit, and you're like, oh, should I be paying that? Oh, never mind. Nope. No. No, I I totally intend on hearing, uh, I don't even know if he plays for the team, I just a lot of Brian Asamoah. <laughs> 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 That's it. I don't, uh, I mean, as... Jefferson's not going to play, right? Kirk's not going to play. Madison's not going to play. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Kenny Nwanwu and and Ty Jordan, Chandler and Jordan Hicks or something. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different because, of course, Kevin O'Connell a little more laid back than Mike Zimmer. Of course, we saw that in last year's preseason where the Vikings you did notice that personality. <laughs> well, difference. You know, I it, it felt a little different. I couldn't quite put my <laughs> finger on it, but. There wasn't a head coach screaming at everybody at everything at every time. Uh, so, yeah, it was a. I, I think the vibes are a little bit different. Uh, and that's the thing P- preseason football is pure vibes. Uh, you can tell it in the teams that feel good. Like uh, the New York Jets are all vibes. And we'll find that out in Hard Knocks, which is going to come out. Like Aaron Rodgers is laid back. He's doing all this stuff. He's cool. There's no issues whatsoever up until they lose three games in a row and everything like falls in on you. But the preseason and training camp are just pure vibes. Every team's fan base, including our own, thinks that there's no reason why my team can't win the Super Bowl this year. And it all starts wow. today. Let's go. Let's, let's go. It's always next year begins today. Let's do this thing. So as we talked about, Corey, preseason football is a little bit different than NFL regular season football. And that means you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and you have to take it a little bit differently. So let's do the fans guide or maybe CJ and Corey's fan guide to watching preseason football. Corey, do you have any tips for the listeners out there? Uh, as they get ready to watch Vikings football tonight that kicks off 9 o'clock on the West Coast. Uh, Yeah, the first tip would be to throw away any and all cares about the actual, um, about any sort of actual outcome. That means final score. That means time of possession. That means turnovers that any sort of statistical evidence that you would go to during the regular season to prove to yourself and or others that your team is very good or very not good uh-huh it's irrelevant 
So just throw out all your cares about any sort of like tangible evidence that proves or disproves your theory about the team. Because none of it matters and none of it's real. That's my first tip. So nothing matters and nothing's real. Okay, good first tip. Yep. Uh, uh, My tip is when you're watching quarterbacks, don't get fooled. So there's a really interesting comment that Pat McAfee made on his show last year. Pat McAfee, a former NFL punter. He's been on a lot of NFL teams and and with a lot of groups. and, And so basically what he said is a lot of fans get really excited about backup quarterbacks. And the backup quarterbacks that do really well in the preseason are ones that can run because the offensive line are bad because you're working with third string at best or guys will be playing in the USFL in three months. Like, they're not good. It's not good football in the preseason. And so quarterbacks that can run and make a little bit of things happen with themselves tend to stand out more in the preseason, but it doesn't mean they're good and it doesn't mean they have an NFL future. You remember Kyle Sloter, Corey? Yes, yes, yes. Vikings fans thought he was the heir apparent. Like, he was the, like, like, make sure we stash this guy in the roster. He's going to be something special. And there were fans, like, getting mad on Twitter over the third quarterback. And when the Vikings cut him, everybody was upset and flailing. And it was one of those classic Mike Zimmer instances where they're like, hey, man, why didn't you give Kyle Sloter more work in the preseason? And he's like, I see him every single day in practice. He's not good. And fans got really upset about that. It was a very blunt Mike Zimmer moment. Yeah. I remember that. It was a precursor to the Kellen Mond, uh, I see him every day in practice, I'm yes. not playing him. Turns out <laughs> he was right on that, but you can't just say it. Right. It's uh, it's the Marge Simpson meme where she's like, it's true, but he shouldn't say it. And that's... Oh, uh, homie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's pretty much what it was. But right. there was a lot of Vikings fans that were upset. And you want to know where Kyle Sloter is? Yes, I do. Where is he? I don't know. And that's the point. He's <laughs> he's nowhere. He's nothing. He's uh, accepting uh, LinkedIn requests for his insurance <laughs> company, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and so the Vikings have a backup quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hall, I think is his name. He's out of BYU. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people were intrigued by him. He's like a fifth or sixth round draft pick. Uh, so there will be a lot of people after he plays today that will try and say that his career is over or he's going to be the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell as his quarterback. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, he's just going to, he's a developmental. Like, you can judge him next year, maybe, on if he's going to be good or bad. But this year is like, a, he's a project backup quarterback uh, between him and Nick Mullins fighting for that number two quarterback spot. So, the point is, when you watch quarterbacks in preseason, especially when you get to like the second half of NFL preseason games, just know that uh, you you got to take it with like even a smaller grain of salt than what you would take a normal. Uh, NFL preseason uh, watching experience. I will say though, I was right on Taylor Heineke. I did watch him with when he was with the Vikings back in 2016, and I got tricked and said, "Ah, ah, that this guy's got something. The Vikings should keep him around." And he ended up being a. a he's basically going to be a career backup. But yep. hey, he's not a nobody, and I'll take that. The uh, just to piggyback that point. You're watching a backup quarterback play against other backups. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not even backups. Sometimes guys who will be out of football in a year. It's uh, We're coming up on it in baseball just to do a cross-sport promotion, and that is uh, we're going to see guys in September for our favorite Minnesota Twins team do some really, really awesome things, 
because he's a September call-up, but he's playing against other September call-ups. Mm-hmm. Like, what he's doing at the major league level is no different than what he was doing at the AAA level because they're both AAA players going against <laughs> each other. The same will be true. I, I agree. Uh, I have one uh, – I have another uh, sure. tip, if Go that's for okay. It. Yeah. Um, I know I just said don't concern yourself with anything tangible – on mm-hmm. the field, there is one thing that I think is fair, but this is fair starting from when practice started to when the season is officially over. Just we just keep our fingers crossed that nobody has an injury. Yeah, you know, I guess most recently Lewis Seen would be the example for the for the Vikings. Uh, that was a huge bummer a year ago. Yeah, maybe most famously Chad Greenway. Is mm-hmm. like was it the first regular season game or the first preseason game? I can't he was like remember, yeah. on the kickoff team, and he blew his knee out. And of course, he went on and became a really good player for the Vikings for a really long time. But those were like high draft picks mm-hmm. that got injured, and it's just always a huge, huge bummer when that happens. Teddy Bridgewater hurting himself in practice after having like a really good training camp preseason nearly getting his knee sawed off yeah I mean you hope for no freak injuries like that that could really uh because I mean like let's say Justin Jefferson rolls his ankle uh Vikings fans are going to be on uh like they're going to be on panic watch pretty much well if Justin Jefferson even if Justin Jefferson even has a jersey on in this game that should be a cause for concern because that means he's not as good as we think he is (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean Justin Jefferson is going to be in some uh he's going to be in something very cool looking um for for whatever reason I picture him right now uh with his braids that he had does he still have those Probably yeah yeah and um those Hello. ugly sunglasses that yep. go over top of the head for some reason I just picture him in that and like a like a like a cool guy jacket yeah, uh, on the sidelines tonight. Does it say? Does the jacket say "cool guy" on it? Is that it might say "cool guy"? It might. It, it might. might. It might just imply "cool guy." Okay, but it could say it too. It's like a, it's like Snoopy when he has the Joe Cool sweater on. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, there was one last Vikings thing I want to touch on before we talk Twins, and that's uh, did you see that Justin Jefferson was ranked as the second best player in the NFL by the players? So the NFL does that top wow. one hundred. Yeah. Justin Jefferson number two behind only Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Fair. And so this has led to an interesting discussion as to who should have actually been number two. Cause of course everybody's got to debate it because sports radio and all that. There was a guy on some random radio show on CBS sports radio. And he said, uh, Justin Jefferson should not be number two. And do you want to know what his reasoning was? I would love to know. Wait, where is he from? Uh, I don't know. It's some national CBS radio okay, show. Then, yes, I would love to know. Uh, he thinks that Justin Jefferson is a product of having Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. Wow. So wow. he's so Justin Jefferson is a system-wide receiver, all thanks to Kirk Cousins. Fascinating. It's not even a shot at Cousins. That's just like, uh, for real? That's a, that's a take. That is, uh, that is a take. I have heard some I, – I don't remember who said it. Um, but Trent Williams, who's the left tackle for the 49ers, uh-huh. I've heard some people call him the very best player in the NFL. Yeah. And that and the reasoning for it was, like anything else, the gap between him and the second best player is 
the most vast, I guess, mm-hmm. would be the the best way. And and when that's the case, I would I guess I'd have a hard time arguing with that. He's incredible. And and I don't know, and that's probably true, right? Like who's the second best quarterback right now? Are we you know, is it Burrow? Is it Allen? Is it uh I don't know, you know, Her- Herbert needs yeah. to take a step Rodgers, you know what I mean? Is yeah. the gap between Mahomes and whoever is number two wider than who's the? Can you even name the second best left tackle in football? Uh, no, that's no, a I, premier spot. Yeah, you, you'd think you'd be able to name it. I certainly couldn't do it. So maybe that's true. Maybe it's Trent. Let's give some O linemen some love here, huh? Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, let's give <laughs> some love to Christian Derisaw, who could uh, take a big step up this year. He is good. Derisaw's pretty good he's good the one spielman finally drafted an offensive lineman that was good and he got fired the next year well don't screw other things up yeah <laughs> uh so the twins yesterday uh as they win five in a row and we think everything hold sorting- on hold on so what does he think about kj osborne does he think kj osborne is benefiting from uh kirk cousins also i guess just ever, all the Vikings pass catchers are just you know, overrated. You know, TJ Hawkinson took a big step up last season because of right. Kirk Cousins. So, Well, I'm fascinated. Does this guy think that Kirk Cousins is the second best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes? Uh, apparently. And does apparently. he think the gap between Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins is smaller than the difference between Justin Jefferson and... Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. <laughs> uh, 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 here's the thing. If you I want to know this guy's logic. If you ask certain people on Vikings Twitter, they'll say yes. Uh, yeah, that's fair. First of all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. Pff, uh, he wanted the hot take to get everybody to call him an idiot on the internet, and he sure got it. All right, let's do the Twins stuff quick. Okay, so the Twins win five games in a row. We think they've righted the ship, and like the Twins have done all season, they then lose two in a row to the lowly Tigers. Send scoring seven runs in the first uh, three innings of the game on Monday night. The Twins have been out-hit and outscored by the lowly Tigers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tuesday night you ran into Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, you, you're just done. You're not going to win. Like, he's a good pitcher. That yeah. Whatever. You can take the L on that one. Win the other two. The Twins did not. Bailey Ober fell apart. And uh, really, I guess it's... Uh, Cleveland lost, so the Twins still have like a four-and-a-half game lead in the Central. Yep. Uh, but uh, splitting a series in Detroit is best-case scenario at this point, and not necessarily what you wanted to see, especially coming after a good, really good series against the Diamondbacks. I'm going to take the glass-half-full perspective on this. Uh-huh. And, and as we're doing this, it's obviously before Game 4. If they win it, they go 500 in a road series. Yeah. Which, going into the series... Just be 500 on the road. Just be 500 on the road, and they have a chance to be that. So that's is it? Does it look good? Actually, no, not really. But can they come out of this four game series on the road at at 500, and then go to they're going to Philadelphia, what, Philadelphia for three? Like they have a chance to come out of this a game above 500. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, let's let's do that. Let's keep the Guardians at bay and let's let's bury that team for once. The Twins have had every opportunity Please. this summer to. Please do it because they have a, a a three game series with the Gardos at the end of the month. That's going to be pretty important as well. Skull Twins. Skull Twins. Skull. This has been the morning sports desk for Thursday, August 
10th.